The information provided in this podcast episode is for educational and entertainment purposes only and is in no way a replacement for a therapeutic relationship with a licensed mental health professional. Lakeisha is a mother of two great children who's passionate about serving the community by helping to dispel the myths about mental health and therapy. Lakeisha is a licensed professional counselor who wears many hats, including having her own private practice. The Evolving Chair Counseling and Consulting Agency and a podcast entitled The Evolving Chair Podcast. She's a speaker, an author, and coins herself the family and child expert. Lakeisha has always dreamed of having a practice within her community that makes therapy services accessible and affordable. She inspires and empowers her clients to evolve into their best self and to live their best life. So when you're sitting in front of Lakeisha, be prepared for her to ask you the famous question, are you ready to leave the chair better than you came? Family, let's welcome Lakeisha Russell. Welcome, Welcome to Minding My Black Business. Okay. All right, family. On this episode of Minding My Black Business, we have a fellow podcaster as well as a fellow mental health therapist. And I am so excited that she is here and has agreed to spend some of her time with us today. Um, So I just want to welcome to the Minding My Black Business podcast, Lakeisha Russell. So welcome, Lakeisha. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Of course. It It had to happen. It had to happen. I've seen all the cool and wonderful things that you have been doing. And I was like, I got to figure out how to talk to her. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. And same here. (laughs) So I'm glad we were able to connect. (laughs) Yes. Yes, for sure. For sure. So before I get into my questions and I have a few and um, can you tell us, uh, can you introduce yourself to the family and then tell us where they can, where they can find you? Sure, definitely. So I am Lakeisha Russell, licensed professional counselor. I'm a speaker, an author, um, a child and family expert, a podcaster as well. I host a weekly podcast called The Evolving Chair Podcast, which can be found on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, and on Fridays at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time on WQYLDB. And I also have a private practice, the Evolving Chair Counseling and Consulting Agency. And just my goal and mission in life is just to increase our awareness amongst the black and brown communities about mental health and therapy and dispelling the myths about what therapy and mental health looks like, Mm -hmm. as well as educating professionals who work with children Mm-hmm. in the community, in schools, in hospitals, just how apparent trauma can be on our kids and how to impact not just the child, but the family and later on the community. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal. And so what I'll do is I am going to add some of those 
well, actually, everything that you just said, I'll add to the show notes. So in case people are out and about and they're not able to write all that good stuff down, we will have <laughs> it for them uh, readily available so that they can reach out to you and make connections because I know that they will want to for sure. Um, yes. So we have a lot of things in common. And as I was sort of going through um, not only your practice website, but the podcast, I was like, man. So, so I have just sort of jotted some things down, but one of the things that, um, I was curious about is life in Milwaukee. Is it, is it snowing? What's going on? No, thankfully (laughs) it is not snowing. Okay. (laughs) This past weekend has been in like the fifties. So it's been like really nice, Uh but I heard today's like our last day of good weather and Uh tomorrow's supposed to drop significantly significantly but it has not snowed thus far it, it like did some flurries but nothing ever stuck or whatever so okay. Okay. you know thankfully <laughs> so, we're enjoying the weather right so that's probably the difference between Milwaukee and Virginia because on those flurries is when uh, everything shuts down that's when the city just like, <laughs> like I'm not exactly okay <laughs> Uh, I believe it. I believe it. I got family down south, and I'd be like, "Wait, what? Who is closed?" Okay, that's when the stores run out of bread and milk and eggs. Yeah, we not. Nope. Uh huh. <laughs> well, I'm glad to hear that the weather is pleasant, and um, at least for today, I'm glad to hear that. So, yeah. um, you have had some. I want to give you like a big congratulations and kudos because you have had some. Oh, thank um, big you. things that have happened. Like this past weekend, you had a live show, right? I did. It was so awesome. It, so it was a great way that. to end the year. Yeah. So I had um, a very special guest in town from North Carolina, Rashawn Miller. He's also a licensed professional counselor. Um, he was named Huffington Post like 15 black male therapists you should know mm-hmm. um he has a great organization called eustress as well as his own practice where he practices and works with individuals and so just the goal of that as well as an author he um has just written a book called injured reserve so shameless plug i got you yeah. the time. So yeah. <laughs> that's it that's it uh, <laughs> right um so the goal of it was just to have a male therapist in who of color come mm-hmm. in and just talk to us about the male perspective about mental health. Cause we know just in the community in general, we don't want to talk about it, but nonetheless, especially with our males, because then we start talking about the emotions and then wow. what it's like um, with those stigmas attached, if they're showing those emotions and how they're not man enough and mm-hmm. why you acting like a girl, things mm-hmm. like that. He also shared his own personal um, mental health, journey in college as well so it was really great people were able to ask questions on just like how how do I bring up that conversation with somebody I'm in a relationship with or a man that's in my life whether it be their father their kids father cousins uncles so we had a great time we laughed (laughs) and you know I think people were really fed with the knowledge and the resources. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that's yeah. the ideal spot that you can be in. If they can walk away knowing something, um, as well as feeling like they had a, you know, a good time too, then you have accomplished some great things. Um, and so you also, uh, there was a podcast festival too, not too long ago as well. Yeah. 
<laughs> yes, back in October. Yeah. Um, so shout out to Jadon from Eagles and Opinions and Jasmine from 20-something series. They um, collaborated and organized the whole event. And that was my first time doing a live show. So I was like, nervous as all get out. <laughs> and I was the first one up. I was like, oh, man. Wow. You know, uh, but, but just the experience, just to gain new audience um, listeners mm-hmm. and, you know, people coming up after the show talking about like, yeah, I work with, you know, black kids and I'm trying to figure out how to engage the families mm-hmm. or, you know, like it was great to hear your story. You know, and mental health is real. And, right. and so, like, I, I just felt really good about it after that. So, mm-hmm. yes, but it was a great experience. The headliners were the brilliant idiots with Charlemagne the God and Andrew Schultz. So, okay. you know, it definitely was a great experience to be a part of that with other great pods from Milwaukee. That's so cool. So, so I just am in awe of all the ways in which you find to incorporate um, the podcast into your work and the work into your podcast. I think that's so cool. And Thank then I you. know you also have um, the No Fear campaign as well. Yes, yes. So the No Fear campaign literally stemmed, oh God, about like a several months ago because that's like literally when I started my private practice, like really like doing something with it, like trying to get clients and work with people. Um, and then I was sitting um, across from uh, my coach at the time, Chantel McKenzie, she's so dope, the Power Her Network. And, you know, she was just like, you know, maybe doing a no fear campaign just because of your fear of stepping out and saying, this is what I want to do in the community, or this is what I aspire to do within the therapy realm at this magnitude, mm-hmm. you know, and as well as lining it up with people's fear about talking about therapy and mental health and mental illnesses. And I was like, yeah, you're right. You're right. Mm-hmm. But of course, like I sat on that for like, for some months, <laughs> <laughs> not really doing anything. Exactly, exactly. Uh, and I was like, you know, maybe I should have an event, a no fear event to like, you know, just be the catalyst of the campaign. And so I hosted the no fear event in October. Um, so I had a spoken word artist. I had um, dancers that did a dance um, to, I think it was Andre Day. Um, and I, I had another clinician that was on a panel with me and we just answered questions that people came with, like real questions just about what really is mental health and mental illnesses, mm-hmm. you know, cause it, we see so much of it in the media and people are like, Oh, that's their mental illness. And it's like, no, not everything is a mental right. illness. Sometimes right. it's just people's choices, right? you know? So, people just trying to get clarity on that as well as trying to figure out how to bring up those conversations to their family members or if they're working with an individual who's not taking their medications Mm -hmm. how do they have that conversation and talking about some of the symptoms to be on the lookout for so that was like a great experience and a great event like that was like my most successful event to date Mm -hmm. Um, because just because I, I think people were finally ready for to, to have the conversation just yes. about mental health and mental illness, right. you know, and not to um, forget about this past weekend because this past weekend was dope too with yeah. the live show, but just in terms of more like that community engagement piece mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, where it was just more so that part, like that awareness, that was like the most successful event. And I was happy about that because mm-hmm. I ain't gonna lie now, Dr. Taylor, I was admitted, <laughs> I was gonna be like, you know what? 
Like, you know, folks ain't ready. So maybe I just need to cool off on doing these events. Because <laughs> I was like, you know, <laughs> when you only have a few show up every time, and you be like, wait a minute. <laughs> right. You know, we were talking about that in another, like, Facebook uh, group or Facebook forum about someone sort of saying, um, she was putting on a fellow clinician was putting on an event and also a fellow podcast that was just talking about. Um, it's sort of hard to gauge when you put on a community event in terms of like how many people are going to show up versus how many people RSVP. Mm-hmm. And it's so interesting because even though she's in a state that I'm not in and just like you're in a state that I'm not in, I was well aware of these things that you were, you had going on. I couldn't physically show up. I ain't, you know, I ain't got that Oprah right. money that I could just drop on through. But Hello? Not right, yet, right. Not yet. Not yet. So, not yet. Uh, <laughs> not yet. We're claiming it. <laughs> but so even though like I wasn't there, I was sort of like, all right, I know she got that going on. And so I was feeling even motivated um, by you and all these things that you have going on. And um, like, wow, that's so phenomenal. So even though whomever winds up showing up, whether it's two or 200, um, you also right. have your, your reach has expanded uh, well beyond Milwaukee. And you definitely have fans in Virginia. That's for sure. Um, oh, thank you. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's why I wanted you to talk about each of these events because I think that that's if we can fa- find out a way to get the digital to the practical in terms of like the everyday touching real people, having face to face conversations. That's that's like the best, the best of both worlds. And so, I it seems yes. um, from what I'm seeing and all the ways in which you're navigating that you are doing those things. And um, I, you. my hat is off to you for sure, for sure. So, thank you. Um, I consider myself to be um, a baby in this co- podcasting world, uh, podcasting community. Uh, <laughs> and I say that because it's, it's only been a, a few months. And, um, uh-huh. and so I always look to other podcasters who have, uh, more, way more months than me under their belt. Um, to, so I wanted to check in with you about a few things from your perspective. What has the, how would you describe, um, the podcasting community and the way in which you feel like you've been um, received at this point. What's your, what's your feedback on that? So amongst other podcasters, um, especially in Milwaukee, like from the podcast, festival, I felt like it was like all love. Like, you know, everybody's like, you're going to be fine. You're going to rock this out. You got this. Don't worry about it. I was like, man, for real? Okay, cool. <laughs> and even prior to that, like I felt, um, I felt podcast love, but I don't think it was to that magnitude. I felt it at the podcast festival, mm-hmm. um, seeing people in person live, um, and just us being able to have those conversations because we was there for hours <laughs> with each other, you know, um, I think from the podcast realm, people understand, they understand the struggle of just trying to get their listeners up and having great quality content for people to want to listen um, and how to collaborate with each other. I feel like my, um, my most struggle came with the audience mm. in terms of um, just trying to find things that are engaging to mm-hmm. people, right? right. And me looking at again to me looking at the listenings and when I'm looking at the numbers I'm like wait these ain't the numbers that I want Mm -hmm. and then I'm comparing it to the next podcast 
and you know they're like over 200 listeners solid every mm-hmm. episode they doing or over 100 solid and I'm just like man like what what am I not doing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> so you know for me I had to take a step back because like I was comparing myself so much Dr. Taylor mm-hmm. where I was just like man like am I not good enough like maybe I should just quit like I've I ruminated about this so many times. Like, maybe, man, podcasting ain't for me. Maybe I should get up out of this. Like, ain't nobody trying to hear what I got to say, so why keep putting this out there? But then it was like, but you didn't start this to have a big following. You started this because you wanted to at least help and change one person, you know, and you've definitely been doing that because you have a a loyal listening base, Mm -hmm. you know? So keep producing that quality content for them. And then, you know, sooner or later, other people will get on the bandwagon and it'll start to grow. But I can't do it with looking at numbers in mind because then that way I won't be able to produce great quality episodes for people. And it'll just be, oh, me trying to do do entertaining stuff Mm -hmm. for people to get numbers versus what I really have a passion about, bringing awareness and educating people. Right. Um, and just linking how everything we do and say in life connects with one another. Mm-hmm. So I, I had to get out of that comparison mode of things. I think that has been like my most struggle with this podcasting thing. Mm-hmm. Um, as well as too, like the, the podcast has helped me grow as well. Cause it taught me some things about myself. Like, you know, like it, this will be the first time I think I'm going to say this on the pod or anything. But, like, I would find myself be jealous and, like, other podcasters because of what, like, they followers or, like, people just, like, you know, really, like, connecting with them more. And I just be like, wait a minute, because yeah. I'm doing this. I'm trying to say people like, you know, and it's like, wait a minute. <laughs> like, you take it on back, bring it back. <laughs> yes, I had to, I had to check myself yeah. so many well you know that is real talk because um you know in this podcast journey we are the product and so yeah it is real easy to get I'm not gonna speak for you I don't speak for me to get ego all caught up in that and um and you don't the thing that I'm also learning is you really don't know how people get to you that's the thing that I'm finding out is that um, yeah. you know, you might be tagged through somebody else's post to somebody else and you don't, you know, you're not even connected to them and people find you. Um, and you're right. We are in terms of those who are podcasting, um, with the mental health voice and vision, that is very different from a podcast. And I'm just going to use this as an example that has more mm-hmm. like a pop culture feel, um, that sort of talks right. about a hot topic at the moment. Um, mental health is sort of notorious for not being a hot topic. Uh, <laughs> it's not what's popular. It ain't, it ain't what's popular. Right. Until, it ain't, it ain't. something goes awry, then everybody want to talk to us. And so, uh, yeah. <laughs> and I think, I think, what we are doing in this podcasting world is to to make us more part of the conversation before things go off the tracks and so um i i can completely um identify with what you're talking about in terms of like comparing yourself um Mm -hmm. and sort of watching what is happening for other people Oh, for me, what I think is happening. I don't, I'm not even sure sometimes. I'm just drawing my own conclusions. And <laughs> like, oh, well, they must be da da da. And so I could just be wrong. Uh-huh. And so, <laughs> right. 
<laughs> and I think that's the brilliance of having these communities, these podcast communities, where you could just sort of check in with other folks who are either nearby you in Milwaukee or maybe yes. they're in the, the same field as you. So you can just sort of get a, you know, let me get a pulse of the room. Like, what's going on with y'all? What's happening? Um, so that you can get a system exactly. what's really happening. Um, because as we know, in these social media things, um, people can make themselves look all sorts of ways. Um, and I think there are some, some pod, some black podcasts in particular that are sort of taking the world by storm, which is great. Uh, cause they are yeah. knocking down some, uh, walls and opening some doors that I don't have to do. So I want them to keep it's doing that. You're right about that. <laughs> <laughs> but but keep on. doing what y'all doing. Right. <laughs> So I can appreciate that. So it's this is sort of leading to my next question. What do you think um, is the current state of podcasting and the field of mental health? Like, what, how do you think those two things are are blending together um, currently? And then, where do you think it's going to go um, in terms of those? Mm. That's a really great question. So I I think it's evolving because I feel like I, you know, I think we will see more people within the mental health field doing podcasts just because people, they may not be ready to actually go into a therapist's office just yet, right? Mm. But for them to be able to turn on a podcast and be like, well, you know, it's this great podcast that's out called Minding My Black Business that had be having clinicians on there. You know, let me see what they talking about or therapy for black girls. Like, let me see what she talking about to help me get my life together or the evolving chair. You know, let me see how, how this can make me better. And, and before I get to that place to be like, okay, maybe I do need to talk to somebody and actually go to their office mm-hmm. and also giving people that feel of what it may be like to talk to a therapist. Granted, you know, each one of us are different in our delivery mm-hmm. in practice, but, but we set it up to where it's inviting because many of the times, you know, when you go to a therapy office, it is inviting, mm-hmm. right? We want people to feel like they at home and feel comfortable enough for us to work through your stuff, mm-hmm. to help you evolve into your best self. So I think, I think we will see a lot more people jumping on in terms of that are in that mental health arena doing podcasts mm-hmm. so I think I think it's on the rise actually right I think it would be on the rise yeah that, mm-hmm. that would be cool um and I um yeah so for those who are even thinking about that we we come on we ready for you so uh <laughs> right and we and that's what I love too because I feel like even amongst us that are clinicians that are podcasting I don't feel like it's that competition it's like okay at the end of the day we all trying to help somebody but it's funny because I'm like each and every one of us have our own niche in our lane that we care to on the podcast but you know each pod is different but yet we all got the same mission with like helping and healing other people that's it you're right you're so right and um and that's the part that's really cool is to be able to to see all the ways in which we have uh, sort of taken on mental health um, and mm-hmm. found our own individual lane. Um, yeah, that's, that's, I like that. So what do you think we can do as uh, mental health therapists um, to do an even better job of making therapy more user-friendly to those who um, have never been to therapy before um, and are considering it? or those who have been to therapy and had a b- bad experience? What do you think are some things that we could do? 
because I think this podcasting is one because the way that you describe it, it right. sounds like you're saying we have created like a virtual waiting room or um and so I think so yeah. I, I love how you said that I, I I feel like it is that because I've had people that actually have been like you know once I started I started listening to your podcast because I wanted to see you know what was therapy like because mm. I was thinking about it or I'm yeah. thinking about it, it. <laughs> and I was like oh okay mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah so I, I think for outside of the podcasting us being able to share our stories to make it relatable, right? Mm -hmm. Because people want to know, okay, I may not have exactly went through the very same thing you've gone through, but I've gone through something because we all got a story to tell and to share, you know? And so I think uh, us being able to show our vulnerability, Mm -hmm. you know, so like when I do podcasts, um, uh, interviews and and I do I bring up the fact that I have my own therapist you know because I do believe you know everybody can benefit from the therapist especially therapists having a therapist because we need that support because we're dealing with people's stuff and it gets heavy sometimes and you know and it might trigger some stuff in us as we working with a client mm-hmm. and you know so I bring that up to the fact to say that I'm not far removed from from you from where you think you at you know I I I might have a a bit more ability to be able to cope with things better because I'm teaching clients this day in and day out right Mm -hmm. but I still need somebody that can help keep me grounded and support me in what I'm doing and helping me get through some of my stuff that I may still have from the past so I think just being able to show our vulnerability to people by sharing our stories or um, sharing that you are, you, you're a therapist that sees a therapist. Like that's how I keep myself sane or whole, however they may want to describe it. Right. I like that. I like that. So being more transparent um, mm-hmm. and connect with us. I like that. You know, one of the, um, one of your taglines is leaving the chair better than you arrive. And what does that, what does that mean? What does that mean to you? So that means, cause you know, we all come into this space and I, and I think of it so many times of um, just from the client perspective, when they come into my office and they sit down in the chair and they have all this stuff, they might have those barriers in front of them, those defense mechanisms, those walls up and not really wanting to, um, get out what's going on but my goal is for people every time they sit in my chair we're gonna chip away something mm-hmm. but you can leave a little at least a little bit better each time until you get to that point where you be like you know what i feel great yeah. you know what but each time you're gonna feel a little bit better but we're gonna get you to that point where you're feeling like 100 percent great if that that next time you come so for me it, it's just to get people as, as what it says are you ready to leave the chair better than you came mm-hmm. so they first have to take the initiative to get to the chair right. and knowing that I, I'm ready to leave better so now I have to be open to this mm-hmm. I like that I like that a lot because it even creates a visual of what that means sort of coming in feeling mm-hmm. burdened and walking away feeling a little lighter so that is exactly yeah so I also want to give you kudos to I was I am um okay so (laughs) as I listen to podcasts I'm listening to the content I am I am but one of the things that really draws me is music and um your music I love it I um I was doing all sorts of like cabbage patches and stuff listen to you (laughs) 
I was like, yes, I'm feeling it. Um, so it oh, and now, are you talking about like the break music and stuff I be having? The, the yeah, the very the beginning at the all of it actually. But I was talking more about the, okay. the intro music. Um, oh, I like it. Thank you. So I got. I have to give shout out to my godson, Armarian. Yeah. So he actually created that for me because I was just you know because um, when I first first started podcasting I really didn't know what I was doing (laughs) (laughs) and so my music that I had at first that he created for me I was like I like that like that but it sounds more of like I love Game of Thrones so anybody that knows um that watches Game of Thrones you know I I love that it was like you know dark mysterious (laughs) but then like I would get the feedback like from my one friend who was a clinician she was like you know like maybe it should be something a little lighter because you know like it's therapy it's supposed to be like really but I was like you know the the intro music is like those different levels right. of just like okay we're we're getting to a different level each time and she's like yeah but it's <laughs> too dark and i was like okay so then i would like listen to other people's intro music of podcasts whatever podcast it was you know i listened to so many different ones but okay well let me see you know within the mental health realm or the entertaining pieces or just educational completely so i listened to different podcast music and I was like, okay you know, I was just telling him, like, you know, I want something like this, a little bit of this, a little that. <laughs> and he created that. He did that is the bomb good. job with it. And I was like, yeah. yes. Well, <laughs> so well, thank well, you. Because I like it. <laughs> <laughs> and family, y'all need to go thank to the Evolving Chair podcast to hear it. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> I like it. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, there are just so many pieces to putting the podcast together. And um, it, it is. occurred to me until I got into it. Like, even like the music is something that requires a lot of like thought and forethought around. Because um, that pr- sort of prepares the listener to listen. And so, um, yes. so, yeah, that's, I was like, okay, I'm ready. Whatever she got to say next, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, so um, I this has been phenomenal. And I feel like I could talk to you all day, but I don't have that kind of money because I know your time is money. And so... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm I could talk to you all day too. Right. Like, I'm like, I'm loving this. <laughs> what we'll have to do is just make this a pause and we'll find other ways to connect and continue this conversation and many more. But I definitely want to, you know, give you kudos and know that um, I want you to know that I'm cheering you on from Virginia. And I, I'm you. so excited for all the things that you're doing um, and continue to do and will do in the future. Um, but we, but before we part, I wanted to ask one last question. And that okay. is, um, what does minding my black business mean to you? Oh, that's a good one. What does minding my black business mean? Mm-hmm. It, 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 it means to me being true to who I am and what I want to do mm-hmm. and it being okay. Because in order for me to mind my black business, I need to know what my black business is. <laughs> so just knowing who I am and what I'm destined to do. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. Well, um, it's been a complete pleasure, ma'am. And thank you so much for giving such, uh, you know, some of your time to, to stop on by and talk to the family. I truly appreciate it. 
Definitely. Thank you. So if you want to know more and you like what you heard, don't forget to like, subscribe, and comment on the podcast. Also, follow the movement on our website, mindingmyblackbusiness.com, and on our Facebook and Instagram pages under Minding My Black Business and on Twitter under Minding My Black Biz. So peace and blessings to us all, family. And when you're out there and they ask you what you're doing, let them know that you're minding my black business.